What's up, Dunwoody? Last July, we got an invitation to speak at the Dunwoody Bar Association. As you can imagine, we stuck out like a sore thumb speaking to a large group of lawyers and attorneys, but we really enjoyed ourselves. We spoke about social media and putting yourself out there digitally, how I've worked to become the digital mayor of our city, and how beneficial it has been to my real estate business, trying to convince them to show a little bit of their personal life to further their professional life. I wasn't sure exactly how it was going to go, telling a bunch of lawyers how to be you know, like less lawyer-like and more fun and open, but we got a lot of love. We made some new friends, and hopefully they took a little bit about what we spoke about and maybe changed the way they looked at social media. I took my part of the speaking engagement and put the written version up on our website. If you're interested in reading that, you can go find it at digital-mayor.com. While we were there, we met a guy named Aaron Chosmer. Months later, when he decided to go all in and run for DeKalb Superior Court Judge this year, he asked if he could come on the show. We scheduled a date, and at that point, I would usually reach out to the other candidates, just to be fair. I've done it with like the last four election cycles. If we interview one, we interview them all. I fell a little bit behind editing, and it just didn't happen this time. None of the other candidates reached out to me, and it was just different circumstances the last month and a half or so. So my sincere apologies to the other four candidates. But we did get to know Aaron, and we did learn a good bit about what it means to run for a superior court judge. Most of all, we learned that it would be an extremely stressful job and something we wouldn't want any part of. The show is brought to you by our sponsors, Brett Friedman with Village Orthodontics, is seeing patients virtually and is ready to get back to straightening teeth when it is safe to do so. And Porter Brew & Q Brewery, who seems to have gotten completely used to this carryout style. Their curbside service is flawless, and Greg is changing up the menu from night to night, featuring new specials that seem to be a big hit all over town. If you're new to the show, I'm Matt Weber. I'm a residential real estate agent with EXP Realty. My co-host, Justin Dyke, is founder of PoolDues.com, an all-in-one platform for your neighborhood swim and tennis. But enough about us. Here's more about Aaron Chosmer. What's up, Dunwoody? Welcome back to the What's Up, Dunwoody podcast. We are, Matt, we, Matt listen to this. We are, we are here today with Aaron the Chaz. Chosmer. Chosmer. In high school, it's Chaz. I, I don't oh, really want okay. to go there. But... Chaz? I like Chaz. That's like cool. Chaz. It's easy. It's the first syllable. Yeah. Easy to remember. <laughs> and you are running for? The Superior Court of DeKalb County. One Superior. of ten seats. One yeah. of ten seats. Correct. Oh, man. How can you not win that? Well, there's five of us. Oh. So we got to go best 50 plus one or a runoff in July. And uh, so except for Stacy's, how many other seats are up? I believe there are six total, six or seven total, but my seat is the only one that is contested. Uh, We're running to replace Judge Seeliger, who's been on the bench for 40 years, and those are some really big shoes to fill. Yes, that's a long time. Probably time to step down after 40 years. What do you think of the movie Idiocracy? Let's just go there real real quick. The courtroom scene is one of the best scenes in all of... All of movie history. I don't have to plead ignorance. I remember I've seen the movie, but I can't. (laughs) Usually, when people talk about legal things, they talk about you know my cousin Vinny, you know Twelve Angry Men, a few good men. Yeah, I love when the defense starts siding with the prosecutor. (laughs) Yeah, he's guilty. (laughs) So why did you throw yourself into this? So I've been doing uh, civil business litigation, complex litigation for twenty plus years, and. I kind of have gotten a number of orders, rulings from judges that you just look at and you just don't understand. And I can see usually both sides of an argument or or something and just couldn't get it. 
or I would got tired of waiting over a year for rulings. Now, that's not necessarily the judges on the DeKalb bench. It's kind of statewide. Um, but I'm the kind of person that says if you're not going to step up and try to do something about it, then you kind of can't complain about it. You're saying like it took too long for you to just like, like this should have yeah. been done yeah. months ago. Uh, I have there's something called summary judgment, which is you can win just on the paper without going to a jury as a matter of law. And I've waited on that for a year. And if you have a small business owner, that year is critical. Either you're the plaintiff and you're trying to recover money and you may need that money for cash flow because you know if you win, you suffered harm. Or you're on the defense and that year means you have to disclose it for any kind of financial documents and you're just not able to get funding. Right. Um, so there's a real world practical impact even though there's no decision by the court. And in Georgia, you can only be a superior court in the county in which you live. So once this seat became known that it would be available, uh, I talked to my wife and my family and said, this is something worthwhile. We're going to go ahead and do it. And there's really only three ways to, to get a seat in DeKalb County. Um, a judge, uh, three ways a judge leaves. Either a judge, like Judge Seliger, retires after a very long time, 30, 40 years. Uh, the judges get promoted to the federal bench, um, which uh, J.P. Goulet and Eleanor Ross and the others have recently gotten. Um, in which case the governor appoints the replacement or a judge leaves of their own accord, usually under some, uh, some pressure, some outside pressures. And even then the, the governor gets to appoint uh, a replacement. So and this was your chance. This was it. If you're going to do it, this is your chance. Yeah. I guess that's why five other people are running or yeah. four other people are running against you. Boy, yeah. there's 10 seats and five people. You run on a seat by seat basis. So there. So for example, so aren't there aren't there negative five people? Like shouldn't five other people be stepping up? Well, no, they are running. So the incumbents are running for their seats again. Oh, oh okay. So for example, Judge Heydrich, who is a Dunwoody resident, she was appointed by the governor over the summer, so she's an incumbent. She is running again, but she is unopposed. Oh, I see. So you when you file when you qualify, you have to declare the seat you want to run for. So I declared for Judge Seeliger's seat. Right, and that's how they that's how they do it. Interesting. That's very confusing. Yeah, yeah, yes. Well, uh, that, so wasn't that politics and the Secretary of State? And, yeah. Okay, but you reached out to me months ago. I mean, were you the first one in the race? Or was anybody else against you, you at that point? I was among the the, the first to say I am running for the seat. Mm-hmm. Um, and I made the decision in October. Uh, Judge Seeliger announced he was not running again in I want to say mid October at the DeKalb Bar luncheon. Us lawyers have all these associations, and the DeKalb County, he announced there he wasn't running. So I announced in October I was running, but legally, you don't register or qualify with the Secretary of State until last week. Yeah. So I was out there, we were doing it, and until through Friday, through Thursday night, there's only three people who had announced that they were running. Uh, come noon on Friday, it bumped to five. Yeah, did you know that that was a big week last week? Like, yeah, I kept seeing Facebook posts oh, about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, Like, I thought Walensky was running unopposed, and I congratulated his win on Facebook, and then he <laughs> called me up, and he goes, well, no, I just, I don't have a Democratic uh, person running against me, but he does have a Republican. Okay. If you're an incumbent who's, who, you know, that's a week of sitting on pins and needles to see if someone runs against you. Yeah. Um, as much as you have all week to do it, you know, I did it the first day. A couple of other people did it the first day, and others wait till the very last day for suspense or decision making, whatever. So it's it's a stressful time for those who think they're unopposed until 
1201 hits and they know they're free and clear. Yeah. <laughs> um, that is pretty crazy. Yeah, and I saw that Stacy Hydrick. I'm friends mm-hmm. with her on Facebook somehow. And um, she was excited, you know, that she was running unopposed. Yeah. There have been, I think Stacy really, and this is on her Facebook, you know, uh, Judge Heidrick really thought that she was going to have some opposition. Yeah. And, uh, and ultimately, um, her opposition ended up jumping into my race. The, okay. Her anticipated opposition ended up jumping into to, to my seat. See how respectful he was? He said, Judge Heidrick. You just said Stacy like you. you I, know, I don't know. Yeah. Like you've been to her house. <laughs> <laughs> and, there are always judges, and I'm friends with a couple that I see at various bar events, and they'll sit there and tell you, up, down, you know, call me by my first name, and I, I just can't do it. Yeah. I, I, I slipped earlier, but no, <laughs> it's a professional uh, respect. You got to give it. Yeah. What about Judge Stacy? You know, then you're throwing the judge in there, but you're also like... It's like Judge Judy. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's my girl, St- my girl Stacy. I tell you what, she gets a, a TV show, and I'll, I will... You're all over it. I'll judge Stacy and whatever she wants to be called, but... Until judge then, Stace. she's her honor and, and judge. And So how long have you lived in Dunwoody? I moved to Dunwoody in 2011. Been in DeKalb for 20-plus years. I moved here in 91 uh, when I went to college at Emory and, and then left for graduate school. But I've basically been in DeKalb ever since. Emory's then, a pretty big party school, huh? I mean, you know, if you, <laughs> depends on your view. It's no Georgia. <laughs> it's no Georgia It tech. may be a Georgia Tech, it's a but Georgia it's no tech. Georgia. Um, you know, and... and and then I moved to uh, Dunwoody in 2011 over by Redfield. And then last year we moved to Winter Creek. Okay. Stayed in the Austin School District. Yeah? Uh, yeah, you got kids and everything? So I have, yeah, my daughter's in uh, Austin, second grade. Judge, oh, cool. Uh, in Ms. Glinsky's class. And my son is three, and he goes to the Weinstein School. Nice. Is that Jay? Yeah. My daughter went to Dunwoody Prep, and we were going to send my son there. But then we realized that she was doing aftercare because... As much as I love Austin, their their aftercare program ends at five thirty, and the J closes at six. And for parents, that extra half hour is is critical. Yeah. So logistically, I said I'm putting with the same place. I'm not having multiple pickups. Yeah. I'm all, I'm all about the pragmatic, the practical approach to things. We're talking about Kittredge next year, trying to get him into that. What is it a lottery? I guess for yeah, Kittredge, something like and, that. And um, yeah, that's a lot more difficult. But then, you especially have to, where Kittredge is going to be, yeah. way far away. Well, that's where I lived before I moved to Dunwoody. I was over in. Uh, the Toco Hills, Livista Hills area. That's gonna be a commute. Like, how is there a bus or when you I do the magnet know. programs? Chestnut doesn't have a bus at all. My kids' elementary school, they don't pick them up in Dunway North at all. Not a bus doesn't go through Dunway oh, North. Because you're within the one mile. Yeah, because we're so close. So I wake up, take them to school. They'll probably never extend the uh, boundary of the school district then, because then they'd have to start doing buses. Yeah, right. they do. They have one bus that goes back and forth at uh, apartment complex, pretty much. Oh, uh, rounds everybody up. I got you. And I get a text every day that says, one bus or two buses. <laughs> so it's become a joke. It's just one bus. What's I always your, tell Sasha. One bus. bus. One bus. One bus. Green two bus. bus. One, one bus. bus. Two bus. <laughs> yeah. fish. Two fish. It is Dr. Seuss week. You what, ring? Last week. <laughs> Last week, yeah. We worked on a project all weekend. So that's cool. Winter hall. Do you uh, swim and tennis over there or anything I'm, like that? Yeah, the swim and tennis. Uh, it's really confusing because the winter hall swim and tennis is in Winter Creek. Oh, Okay. Because uh, apparently... Uh, you got to jump on that one. I, knew, I, know, I know. Yeah, I got to jump on that one. Is, is there a Winter Creek? Swimming tennis? Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess I guess that's what I'm asking. So that. what I was told was that when the developer built the two, their Winter Creek and Winter Hall are, are near each other but not next to each other. Uh-huh. Didn't want the Winter Hall people to feel left out. So they named the Swim and Tennis Club Winter Hall. Brilliant. Even though it was in Winter Creek. 
just to really confuse the members. No, yeah. no, I, I like that. That's a good idea. He's like, why should I build two if, if yeah, you I'm know. just gonna build one and yeah. but call it the, the farthest one away so they feel compelled. We're gonna rename Georgetown to Dunwoody North. <laughs> <laughs> it's more northern than we are now, yeah, so <laughs> that makes more sense. Can you walk to the school? Are you that close? Yes, and if someone doesn't mind that we cut through their yard, then even better. Uh, so we're. We can either walk out, which really isn't bad because when they moved it, we could cut through someone's yard or we can walk through the nature center because there's uh, entryways to get in the nature center to kind of walk in the back. So there's going to be some grand entrances, right? <clears throat> Maybe, yeah. This is what we need to encourage Dunwoody people to do. If you know that your 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 house is um, you know a cut through, just give it a give a little bit of the land to the city and make it official. You know, and then they could even maintain it, right? It's a it's is that a, what they're promising to do an easement. Well, I mean, it would just be a cool thing to do. But yeah, there's some stuff like that possibly going on in a. I can't talk about it yet. Let's put it that oh, way. Sorry. Like a big, but a big <laughs> staring at you to talk about it. No, now that I think about it, I can't. I can't. But well, it's, a, it's a big I know thing. That, I know that thing. they were talking about that with the Dunwoody Village overlay, mm-hmm. and then that's kind of gone away, but there's been some talk about you know, maybe some on an individual basis instead of a master plan. Right. Um, but in terms of like the nature center where we are over Winter Creek, some of the houses that have kind of cut throughs into the nature center have been very, you know, are very open in terms of doing that as long as you respect it and do, do that, but they do have some main entrances. He said it. I did. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, I I follow the well-worn paths. Yes, yeah. yes, exactly. So, what are your favorite restaurants around here? Uh, let's talk Dunwoody. So, I mean, Village Burger, just kids' yeah, favorite. Village Burger. You know, uh, it's always a classic. Close uh, to your house. It is. It is. We are big fans of Porter's. Yeah. Uh, one of y'all sponsors. Ding. Well, <laughs> well, are they a sponsor? <laughs> and. I'll leave that to the powers that be, but you know we uh, we're actually looking to have our election night, uh, May nineteenth party at Porter's. At Porter's yeah, we're cool. talking with them about having it there, and and if it, you lose, it's just a big party. It was never yeah. an election, it was never an election night party. <laughs> I it wasn't for me. It's, yeah. it's open to the public. You know, my view is you don't want to be a judge unless you believe in the system, and my system is as much as I want your vote. I don't care if you vote; just get out and vote because yeah. that's the way the system operates. So you come out and vote and celebrate the elections of anybody, and hopefully I'm I'm the beneficiary of that. But yeah, how do you get people pumped up about a, a you superior know, a judge court. seat? Yeah, yeah. Superior you court. don't. Yeah, it's just I, I hate to say it. It's uh, especially just overall politics nowadays. People kind of get tired of everything, and um, so being a nonpartisan. So you um, you don't declare a Democratic or Republican, correct. Or, okay? Correct. So people just, they just guess at it. <laughs> well, I mean, so we're on both ballots as a nonpartisan. Okay, I got you. So no matter what ballot you pull from the primary side, you will have the judicial elections on there. Oh, okay. And the the hope is that people educate themselves, and if not, name rec- name recognition matters. So vote Aaron Chosmer when you see the the Aaron Chosmer out there. And the Chaz. Sure, Chaz. you know I. Chaz. I don't want to say that because if you go looking on there for Chaz, you're not going to see it. Uh, Just look for C H A U S. Yes, That's, you know I. Wait, wait! Can you do that thing in quotes, like in the middle? Come on, did they? No. Did Aaron you not Chaz take advantage Chaz. of this? Not on the ballot. Maybe I, I can redo my signs if you want, uh, or T-shirts. I got T-shirts. I I, I you know T-shirts, but now I have to. Redo the T-shirts. <laughs> it's not a big. Don't edit. let Justin do your branding. Uh, you know, um, you know. I guess if I'm going for the, I don't know, that sounds like a, like a 1980s, you know, teen 
Breakfast Club kind of movie, so maybe if we go for that, but like <laughs> that ballad yeah, demographic, like, yeah, that fist pop, like da 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 da, the freeze frame, like <laughs> the more you know, yeah, roll uh, credit, yeah, cool. but <laughs> written uh, and directed by. <laughs> so you know, it's it's there's any number of beliefs as to how you vote people. I just want people to vote, and hopefully, my name is the one they check, the one they tick. Yeah. What are the other is sheriffs on there? And then what else are you voting for? So you've got the school board. School board is yeah. the only one that is really not is the presidential primary. Okay. So you'll have in May the Democratic and the Republican Senate seats for the federal Senate. Then you have your state senators and uh, all of those. Um, so May for the May election, you have to have 50 plus one to win. And if you don't, then the top two go into a runoff that will be held in July. We're all new to this. We're, we're both yeah. pretty new to this. Every time I talk to people about my race, they just, first of all, it's not a fun race, but kind of they get the eyes glazing over. Yeah. And, <sighs> and, and, you know, when I go out and try to talk to people, they, you can just tell they just don't want to talk politics right now. And so it's. Yeah, it is kind of surreal that this whole year is actually leading up to a giant election, you know. You, you know, uh, president presidential elections. Is no, I don't care about that. <laughs> who's running? Yeah, who's running? Who's well, running? we don't know who's running. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, but it's learning a lot of new things. This is my first campaign ever, I think, you know, except for maybe like student council in high school or something. But yeah, how'd that go for you? <laughs> I won unopposed. Oh, there you go. Nice. There you go. I was a member at large, so. <laughs> did you have to run against anybody, Justin? Uh, I never did. No, I did not. I thought you were. I thought you were class no, I was always on the, I was, No, I was student body president, but I was unopposed. Oh, everybody was scared of you? Yeah, they knew I'd win. <laughs> yeah. How would I not that win? Dyke is a strong name. It is a strong name. Sticks out. Not as much as Chaz, but... Well, <laughs> got to keep it short. Yeah. I don't think I ever made any political promises either. Like, I was never like, yeah, we're going to put a Coke machine in the... Blah, blah. I was just like, eh, just, you know, I'm doing it and voting. So... I mean, it's a way to be. I guess the student council, there's not much you can really do. No, I think I realized that. Yeah. I mean, it's Superior Court. Is there something you can do? Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Can you get a oh Coke my. machine down at the, the courthouse? Uh, no, that's probably something you got to talk to the sheriff about. The sheriff oh, no. does, does, as I heard on the podcast, she oversees security at the courthouse. Yes. Uh, or the county clerk or whatever. But uh, no, the, the judge is, just decides what's in front of him. But, yeah, you uh, would get to wear robes if you're a judge. That's pretty cool. And I will learn the answer to the eternal question. What does a judge wear beneath the robe? Mm. Whatever he wants. He or she wants. Like an Elmer Fudd type outfit underneath there. Uh, if you want to dress up <laughs> like that on Halloween, then feel free. I, I'm not sure I could pull off the Elmer Fudd look. Or at Porter when you're tending bar. <laughs> you kind of look like Elmer Fudd there. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I guess that's kind of exciting. Yeah, I didn't, think, I didn't think about this. If you win, you get to actually dress like a judge. Yeah. Is it legal to dress like a judge? Like, you can't go and, and um, uh, you know, dress like a cop, right? I mean, I guess you could, but you're not supposed to. Impersonating a judge? Impersonating, yeah. yeah you, no, no, no. I, I think like the that. only time is if you actually walked into the courtroom. Because, <laughs> to be honest, there's not much I can do. I, not much I, but not much a judge can right. do outside of a courtroom. It's not like I can walk around the street and bang a gavel and say, you jaywalked. You know, that's an enforcement issue for, for the, the authorities or, you know. Judges? Maybe when I try to solve like the dispute between my kids, I can bang yeah. the gavel. Well, I was thinking I could just go to Publix in like judges' robes because you always run into somebody there, and then just kind of start like a little rumor that people are like, oh, I didn't realize he was a judge, you know? 
The only time I was ever in court was for a speeding ticket, and I wore sandals, and the judge really gave me a hard time about it. He said, you're going to come in here and wear sandals into my court? I said, Were you wearing socks with the sandals? No, it was just sandals. How often does that happen? Well, it should never happen. Yeah, right? it's definitely frowned That's upon. Just... Would you call somebody out on it, though? Would you be like, bro? So... I mean, first off, would you say bro? And I didn't call I'm him not. sir either. He didn't like that. Uh, you you didn't call him sir? No. Oh yeah. It's just not something I really do. I mean, yeah. do I think people should show respect for the bench? Yes, but it's not the person you're showing respect for. It's the process and the institution. So when I tell my clients to show, you know, I want them to look professional in that. Dress nice. But I I think it goes to the respect because if you're not going to go in there and show respect, then I think the question is, you know, do you understand why you're there? Where would where would you're comfortable? Well, I mean, you should always wear up. But I only wore Birkenstocks, and so that's what I wore there. Yes, where well, would you I mean, you need to. Not everyone has suits, and it's it's not about yeah, yeah. you know it's just about coming in there and giving everyone the same respect that you as a court want, and you know once you give that respect, people feel like they they're listened to, and and that's the important thing. The court is there for the people, um, the, you know. Has to be respectful of their time. Has to be mindful of the impact that those decisions make, um, and as long as they get the decision right, I think that's critical. And as a superior court judge, you'll be judging everything: business, family, whatever else. Yeah. So the criminal. superior court is the. Yeah, I guess it, we should talk about this, huh? <laughs> yeah, I will talk about whatever you want. But twenty six minutes in. Yeah. By the way, I will. Hey, we've got time. What uh, is I the could, Superior Court. I could bore everyone as much. Oh, as Oh, this that was uh, nice having you on. <laughs> the Superior Court right is. Hey, look at that. No, the Superior Court is a court of general jurisdiction, which means it can hear any dispute. Uh, the I call a three legged stool three legged stool with five legs. You've got your criminal. You have civil and you have family law. Criminal takes up two of the legs. Uh, family law takes up two of the legs and civil takes up one of the legs. And not all the legs are the same length, so it kind of wobbles. You know, My objective is to get in there and, and do what I can to even out the legs so that it's a smoother process. Um, from a civil, from a, a civil perspective, that's going to... Most of the... It could hear slip and fall. It can hear debt collection cases, but historically those will go to the state court, which is a separate court system. Um, what I've done for the past 20 years and what the Superior Court's really going to focus on is cases that, re- that involve what's called equitable jurisdiction, which isn't, that's basically any kind of relief that is not money driven or, you know, I owe you X amount of dollars. Uh, Thanks for dumbing it down for us. I'm that trying. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the audience I got yeah, and doing yeah. what I can. <laughs> and by the audience, I'm talking about you two, not the people listening. Um, I'm on my phone. <laughs> But that, that, so I do a lot of restrictive covenant work, trade secret work, and, and that would be in a court order that says you cannot do X or Y. Or a declaratory judgment that says I've looked at this contract and this is what the contract means moving forward. Uh, if you have a business and you have a business divorce and you need to dissolve the business, the court's ability to do that would be equitable has the ability to do go out and actually do things as opposed to saying you get x amount of dollars and you get y amount of dollars or even something along the lines of the appointment of a receiver um someone you think someone's been stealing money from a company and you need the court to get involved they could appoint a receiver so those are things that aren't just money driven there are other things and that's the equitable side of what the superior court does family laws divorce adoption anything uh relating to that and then you obviously have the criminal 
because the state court hears misdemeanors, uh, felonies are heard at the criminal court. I mean, sorry, the, the felonies are on the criminal side. So as much as it scares me, I'm going into this knowing that if elected at some point, I'll be dealing with some really bad stuff. And, and uh, you know, I'm not afraid to make those decisions because that's what I would be elected to do. Mm-hmm. So those are really the, th- the, the three areas. And my objective is to, to keep them all moving relatively smoothly so that we get decisions because that's why people are there. Uh, as opposed Quick to decisions. Things, yeah. There's there's timelines for everything, but yeah, um, uh, people shouldn't have to wait a year for whatever, and that's not that's definitely an outlier. Mm-hmm. But um, my approach is what I refer to as effective efficiency. Um, if you went, for example, for your your speeding ticket, or whatever, you probably went and had a calendar call where there was forty other people there. Right. So that may be efficient because everyone's there getting their day. But in a civil case, it's not effective because the likelihood of a judge actually ruling at that time isn't going to happen. They want to they, look into it a little more. Not that they get it. It's, it's like drinking water from a fire hose. They are dealing with, with all this stuff from 40 cases. They haven't read because they, they physically can't get caught up on all those cases. Yeah. So everyone has their day in court, but do they get the value or the benefit of that day in court? It's more like the, the sometimes you're just ticking a box to say, okay, you got a hearing, and then nothing's ever done with it. So, you know... I want to take control of the calendar and do what's called specially set, where if you're going in, you may be the only case. You may only have, you're not going to have all day to do it, but you're going to be able to get a ruling hopefully pretty soon. The other side of that is if you have to go there then and you just sit there, then that's a lot of wasted time that lawyers don't like it because they're just sitting there and they're not able to do other things. Clients don't like it because they're, if they're being paid their lawyer on an hourly basis, they're paying their lawyer to sit there. And so it's a good idea and concept, but in practice, it's, it's kind of gone away. Uh, I, don't, I don't know how you ever speed up reading the fine details of, of these contracts. 30 you know? pages or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's, I mean, it's what I've done for 20 years, so I can kind of process and read things a little quick. You know, you give me certain things, you know, computer code or IT code, I'm going to get right. glazed over, eyes glazed over. Um, and the key on that is for... Uh, as a judge, in the same way I would prepare for a hearing, is to go in and, and be aware of it before I sit down on the bench, if elected. And so that will help having an informed dialogue during oral argument or hearings. Um, and it's, it, it's all I can do is to, you know, my nature is to be prepared for as much as possible. And so that's what I want to carry forward. Yeah, I guess you're right. Like when you're looking at these contracts, you, they're half the half of pages uh, holding over clause or something mm-hmm. like that. You've seen it cut, cut and pasted before. You know, there's probably not going to be any gotchas in there. You'd be surprised. They try to hide them. Huh. But, um, so the point is a good lawyer from an advocacy perspective will point that out. And so when you are reading something ahead of it, and by learning and reading all what the lawyers file on both sides, they sh- one of them should have flagged that as an issue. So it's not like you're looking at it cold. You are being, uh, the issues are being identified. But if the, the judge is not prepared and hasn't read that ahead of time, then the judge is in there cold and the lawyers could be talking, thinking they're talking to an informed audience who doesn't know what's important and what's not. Many judges do a very good job of that. Some don't, and I'm not going to speak as to why they don't or what. Um, well, they're sitting there reading this stuff at night because they can't do it during the day, and they're watching Friends at the same time. 
Okay. I mean, I mean, it's it's a tough. I mean, the the one of the biggest problems for judges is mental health. No, it's it's mental health. Their Um, mental health. Yeah. Wow. Because first of all, it's. I mean, they have a very complex docket, and they are dealing with a lot of stuff. And it could be some. And at one time, they could be dealing with a felony case, Mm -hmm. a business dispute. Okay, and then they could be dealing with child custody issues, and. How that person prioritizes or deals with it is very important. Um, so I, I don't want to sit there and say that the judges aren't doing things. I think they're all doing their best. Um, some people are more apt at making decisions than others, and that's one of the things I think I bring is I'm not afraid to make a decision. I may not be right. I'm going to give you the best decision I can, and I'm definitely going to think I'm right. But that's where it's helpful to have the, both sides educate me. Um, but again, it's, I want to make a decision that's correct and because that will allow people to move forward. I got to admit, man, I was full of that conversation and then I spaced out hard thinking about you on like, like a motorcycle jumping over a shark or something like that. I think we could just win this election with one crazy stunt. That's all it's going to take in Dudley. I'm not the Fonz. I'm not jumping a shark. Oh, like a little baby shark. (laughs) Don't go baby shark. I got my three year old. I'm like, now I'm having... Now I'm having just panic attacks. What if, it was a, what if it was a bicycle? You know, by the way, they have baby shark cereal. <laughs> oh, do yeah. they really? With marshmallows. Very sweet. This is why you should win, because you know that there's a baby shark cereal. <laughs> well, thanks for coming on, Aaron. Well, we thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Aaron, how, how can they find out more about you? <laughs> so, um, my website. This website's, wasn't enough. Go to so, the chads.com. Go to the chads.com. That right. may be taken. I, you know, look it uh, up. I will look it up. But So I have a website. Very simple. Aaron Chosmer. For judge.com, C-H-A-U-S, M as in Mary, E-R, or even simplar, Facebook.com, uh, Just the go slash, whichever is back or forward, Aaron Chalsmer. Um, <laughs> I don't so, even know that. All right, I write code all day long. I can't tell you which is a back or forward. So uh, it's slash. It's, it's a slash, yeah. Aaron Chalsmer, or you can search. Many of people who listen, hopefully, uh, well, they probably don't know that Dunwoody has their own bar association, and a bar association is a bunch of lawyers who get together. We do know about this. Okay. Well, yeah, well, that's where I met you guys. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I yeah. met you a year ago or whenever you guys were there, but I don't think no your listeners do, and that's Dunwoody Bar Association. Dot com. Uh, no, it's dot. I is think it it's dot org? org. Remember, you were making fun of them because they they didn't register. But, yeah. Uh, if you're a lawyer who lives in Dunwoody or works in Dunwoody, look into it. We we really I'm on the board, so I kind of got you know. But I believe in it. I think we we do some good stuff. We've already had two justices from the Supreme Court come talk to us. Um, and I think it's just a great way because one of the things I like is the professionalism and camaraderie. Because the more we can make lawyers friends, yeah, you know the easier other. the process. All right, thanks for coming on. Dunwoody Bar Association, don't don't forget about that. That is important. We like them. 